0: one of the best book-to-film adaptations of all time. This movie was number one at the box office. It made over triple its amount, over triple its budget. And it's not Jurassic Park. This movie is Congo. This movie is awful. It's awful. That's the intro. Welcome to Once Removed, everybody.
1: (laughs) Hey everybody!
0: (laughs) So yeah, we're gonna be talking about this movie Congo today. With the new thing we're gonna try out, and who's who's that right there? Who's that sultry voice I hear?
1: I think my my roommate just dropped in. What what are you doing here, man?
2: Hello, everybody. Ooh, there he is. Uh, Should I say my name? I guess. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, tell tell, tell
0: us about yourself. Tell us about yourself.
2: Yeah, so I'm Eric. I'm Vince's roommate. I'm just as much of an expert as he is. We sit around the <laughs> department and watch movies.
1: We're especially experts on Congo in particular. It's a good thing. It's a good thing Eric dropped by inexplicably today for today's episode <laughs> with no preparation whatsoever. He was thinking about Congo all night, too, before we started this episode. It just so happened. So really just good coincidence right there. I'm always thinking mm. about
2: Congo. It's not much of a coincidence. How many times have you this movie Vince?
1: I'd say we've seen it probably at least twice.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely twice. We probably started it three times. That's two times too 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 many
0: many. to watch this movie. So we're going to try something new today. Uh, We all have seen this movie. It's not good. And there are a lot of problems with it. And we found that there are so many movies that we just wish we could do better. There's so much potential. There's something there. We want to do better. So that's what we're going to do. This is a pitch battle. This is a hostile takeover of the movie Congo. And Vince and Eric have their pitches, and they're going to pitch to me. And I'm going to pick which one I like the most. Yikes. Yeah, so if you're not prepared, (laughs) sorry.
1: Yeah, Okay. that's why I brought Eric along, so that I could mop the floor with him, because he
0: came unexpectedly. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, so I'm going to I'll t- talk about the movie a little bit. So the movie was released in 1995 and like I was saying, it was number 1 in the box office when it came out, which is so shocking.
1: That is horrible. That is mm-hmm. actually like a terrible demonstration of everyone in 1995. I'm
0: I'm yep. sorry that Absolutely. Absolutely. They made that oh. happen. Yeah, so they thought it wasn't gonna do well. They they were estimating like fourteen million dollars at the box office, and it made twenty five in its opening weekend, which for nineteen ninety five was really good. Uh, and now it's grossed one hundred and fifty million dollars, which is triple its budget, which was fifty. So people didn't like the movie. It was nominated for seven Razzies, including worst new star in Amy the Gorilla. <laughs> no <laughs> yep Amy the gorilla was nominated for worst new star and Tim uh, Tim Curry was nominated for worst supporting actor which is oh. shocking because he was the only part of, the only movie. Part of the, he's the best part of the movie <laughs> but the leads oh my god I love Laura Linney why was she just void of life <laughs> why was every character I know, right? she's so, so good in life.
1: Ozark and mm-hmm. just in this no.
0: Yeah. So Michael Crichton wanted to do this movie really bad. He, he wrote the book and then was like, let's do it. And it took years to convince people to do it. I believe he first pitched it in 1979 and it wasn't getting made. People weren't picking it up. And then they finally did. But Michael Crichton himself dropped out when he learned that they couldn't use a real gorilla for Amy. He, that's what made him drop. (laughs) <laughs> they couldn't use a real one like w- <laughs> well, he's
2: like he's like James Cameron you know like he is like, James Cameron does all these big projects because just wants to like mess around you know oh yeah Michael Crichton just wanted <laughs> to meet a gorilla <laughs> <laughs> He's the James Cameron of gorillas <laughs> that's
0: how I think of Michael Crichton um, so yeah that's Wait, so the movie actually, is
2: yeah have you guys read any of Michael Crichton's stuff?
0: Yes, I read the Jurassic Park. I read Jurassic Park.
2: Yeah. I read his wiki bio. <laughs> I've read Prey, is the only other one that I've read. Um, I've read the backs of some of them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's anyone more uh, educated in Crichton than I was.
0: I have only read. Jurassic Park. And it's really good. It's very different from the movie. It's the same premise, obviously, same characters, but of course it's different. And that's what we're doing today. So there's there's some rules and guidelines to rewriting this script that we have discussed. Sorry, it's not off the top of our heads. Um, the rules are it was made in 1995. So your technology can't go outside 1995. We are not remaking it. We're rewriting it. So can't go past, you can't be like, everything's CG. You can't do that. Um, you can recast it. You can change the plot to a certain extent, but you can't go too far from the source material. Like Jurassic Park, the book, there are a lot of differences between the book and the movie. Overall, it's the same, but there are a bunch of differences. So that is the that is the outline, and that's what we're gonna do. So. Who wants to go first?
1: I say the judge decides. Also, is there anything else that people might need to know, like in particular about the plot and specifics of this film if they haven't seen it? Spoilers for for Congo.
0: Yes, spoilers for Congo. Go watch Congo. Come back and... and, uh, Or don't. Or or don't. don't. Just watch this. (laughs) So uh, the plot is about... A, it's a group of scientists essentially, and they're looking for this city of diamonds. They're looking for diamonds, and the rich, greedy guy wants the diamonds to create a mass super weapon, and then he sends his like worker there. It's that is so confusing. But they start to go, and she doesn't. It, it's this. This is how hard it is to explain the plot. <laughs> I can't <laughs> Good luck. explain. It's so weird. <laughs> So there, oh, and the monkey drinking margaritas. Amy the gorilla. So there's a scientist working at Berkeley, California, the universe, whatever. He, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right on that. He is a, uh, he specializes in gorillas and he found a way to make gorillas talk. (laughs) So, what? So, so, (laughs) Amy and diamonds can do uh, sign language and it translates out loud what she is saying and uh hilarity ensues (laughs) it's so bad
2: (laughs) i think i think that's like a microcosm of what makes the movie so bad yeah like so michael Crichton wasn't involved at this point he's a good author Mm -hmm. right but like some producer was like oh like people won't get it if she's just doing sign language. So let's make this little device that attaches to her wrist that, like, speaks her sign language out loud in this stupid voice. It's, it's like, so annoying. Yeah. Uh. The movie's just terminally dumb.
0: That's a really
2: good way of putting it. That's
0: a really <laughs> just basic way of putting this movie. So basically, they go and... um the scientist, the leading guy—forget his name—wants to take Amy back home. Doctor Peter ta- Elliot. Peter Elliot. That's right. So Doctor Elliot wants to take what Amy back home, and he gets funding from this random what U- Yugoslavian dude. What's I think he's
1: I think he's Romanian. They say Romanian or, although, or Hungarian or something. Although that, with that accent, I mean, I'm sure Tim Curry did his research, but um. He, he's just Tim Curry.
0: I was ready for he's him to like... He's not any
1: ethnicity or person. In I, real I life know. It's so weird. Story.
0: Love Tim Curry. Absolutely one of the best. I love him. In Clue, go watch Clue. But um, he, so he he funds them and turns out he doesn't have any money. And then the Laura Lenny character who is with the bad guy scientist does have money and she's going to find the diamonds. But they're to get the gorilla back. And then the doctor, the, the Tim Curry wants the diamonds as well. And then they meet Ernie Hudson, who's there for literally no reason. What's his point? He's their tour. Best guy, part of the, he best part of the movie doesn't actually do anything. Ernie Hudson is the best part of the movie. Easily. easily. He, he
1: tries to sell it so hard. Poor guy. He
0: try. You. He, he tries so hard. But um. So basically, at the beginning of the movie, freaking Bruce Campbell is there <laughs> and dies <laughs> completely in wasted. Five seconds of that movie, I was like, why was he not the main guy? That's Bruce Campbell. So, <laughs> Bruce Campbell dies. Would have been and so they,
1: much more interesting.
0: And it, he dies in the least scary way possible. It's so not scary. Like, they were trying to do Jurassic Park, like, scary opening. No. It's dumb. It's so dumb. And, oh, man. So, eventually, they learn that it's these evil gorillas. And that's, like, a moral question for Dr. Elliot. Like, whoa, these gorillas do kill. I thought they didn't. It's like, well, (laughs) they're wild animals. (laughs) (laughs) And, and. (laughs) So, this is the best episode already. This movie is so bad. Uh, So they they go, they find the city, and then these evil white gorillas come out and just wreck everyone. Jeez. They wreck everyone. And uh, some people, Laura Linney, thank God Ernie Hudson lives, and then Dr. Elliot live and Amy is set free into a freaking active volcano. <laughs>
1: I know, do you, right? Do you that's realize that? such
0: a weird addition. So there's a weird plot underlying that the, the volcano that is by the city with the diamonds is active. And it's going to erupt and destroy everything. And that's actually not a bad plot. Like, they have to get there quick. That's not a bad plot device. So they let Amy go at the end while, like, lava is flowing, destroying the city. And they just let Amy go in this area that is going to be destroyed by a volcano, and no one, like, bats an eye. They're like, yeah, bye, Amy.
1: She's, you know, forced to fend for herself, like all the, all the other animals, and uh, yeah. that's what she wanted, so that's what she gets.
0: Bye, Amy. It's true. Peace. You were annoying. <laughs>
2: You're <laughs> but... to give up your margarita hab.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. Amy, Amy is an alcoholic. Chain smoker. Amy is an alcoholic and a chain smoker. That's not a joke. <laughs> that like that is in the script. <laughs> <Telling> <laughs> Best this out loud. scene in
1: the movie by far. <laughs> they get Somebody Amy hands drunk. Amy a margarita
2: and she drinks it and then smiles. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. And do you guys remember that? Uh, like when they're on the plane, Amy's like jealous of Laura Linna.
0: Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Amy gets There's like jealous. There's a weird
2: sexual tension between Amy and the Berkeley
0: professor. It's so horrible. <laughs> they everyone jokes that it's like, oh, they're husband and wife, and by the end you're like, are they gonna? <laughs> or are is they?
2: there's something going on there? <laughs> How much does Elliot love gorillas? I know uh, why.
0: Yeah, it's a little sus. Not gonna lie.
2: <laughs> he is a bit
1: sus there. That that Berkeley gentleman. Yeah.
0: Also, his other Sorry. Berkeley. Sorry to friend. the town of Berkeley. Also, his other scientist who's with him is the most annoying dude. He just doesn't stop complaining about the heat and about everything. He's like, "I want to go home," and then he dies. <laughs> Completely <laughs> forgot about him. Yeah, Literally, am I right? You forgot about him. the The, the scientist, his he, friend, he died before they? Get... He died to the gorillas. Before
2: they get to the. Oh. He right died at they the steps there. of the city of Zinj, yep. like a true mm-hmm. soldier.
0: So they, they die and then the gorilla shows up and they don't want to show you the gorilla immediately. So they did this horrible, flashy, like terrible stop moving. Like I they just hide it with awful camera work and editing. I was oh man, it was so bad. Also, the gorillas are the least intimidating things ever. Like, I thought it was gonna be one big gorilla. I thought it was just gonna be one big boy and who just wrecks them. No, it's a bunch, like a hundred. Normal, actually, pretty small gorillas. Point-sized,
1: small gorillas. They're not even. They're like big. ancient gorillas with flowing white hair that are just grumpy because people came to their home and they, they get like, blasted by a diamond gun. <laughs> they get blasted. Okay? Those poor <laughs> fellas.
0: Some of them literally like get decapitated and like cut in half by this diamond laser that just pops out of nowhere. There's a diamond
2: laser, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're going there.
0: They're making the diamond laser because these are the most clear. Oh, these are the most ma diamonds ever. These diamonds are something else. And okay, at the end, so Laura Lina,
2: yeah. not Lena, Laura Lenny puts the uh, laser on a tripod and uses it to shoot down a satellite, <laughs> like just to fuck with her boss, <laughs> who's also that's the husband exactly of her, what it's just such a mess. <laughs> this movie's so. So stupid. Oh, no, <laughs> the, the best that
1: I'm remembering now is at the beginning, because Erica's talking about how she's she was fiancé to Bruce Campbell's character. When yeah. he's dying over, like, the telecoms, his dad, who has, like, a Louisiana accent for no reason, <laughs> is, like, watching it happen. And Laura Lenny's like, oh, no, like, aren't we going to do something or whatever? And then the dad goes from, like, having a frown because his son dies to being like, Well, he should have saved the money for the company. Blah 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 blah. And and you, you get back to work. And you're just like, (laughs) This dude, even if he was the worst dude on earth, that's his reaction to watching footage of his son die. Yep. What the heck?
0: He is the most like stereotypical, greedy corporation bad guy. Not even in the not a good one. Terrible. Like and then at the end he's like
2: Like a caricature.
0: He is. He's a total caricature. And at the end she like shoots the satellite because she shows up almost dead and calls him and he's like did you get the diamond <laughs> and she's like <laughs> i thought you cared about your son and he's like blah, 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 money <laughs> and, and then she's like fuck you and shoots the satellite and he's like
1: He's literally the inspiration <laughs> for Boss Ness from Star Wars 1. He
0: is. Uh, okay, so now let's get to the pitches. So Vince and Eric are against each other. You guys are competing, and you the rules are set out, and I'm going to flip a coin to see who goes first. Totally random. Uh, Eric, you call it. You're our guest.
2: Mm, I'll go with Tails.
0: Tails. It's heads, so that means Vince, Yikes. you're going first. I'm at bat. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, folks. The year, like we said, is 1995. I'm gonna change things up a little bit behind the scenes.
0: Ooh. Who are we gonna
1: get to direct this film? But none other than Bruce Campbell's longtime collaborator, or should I say, longtime director, Samuel Raimi. Ooh, good now. choice. All right. Now I just want to preface this by saying there is a lot to like about Congo, and by a lot I mean a little. <laughs> and the one thing that fascinated me the most is something you'll soon find out. Let me set the scene for you guys. Mm-hmm. The movie opens. It's a dark, dimly lit room. A man, Hermeker Homolka, <laughs> is leaning over <laughs> is leaning over his journal. Tim Curry's faint outline can be seen. He's muttering to himself. The wall is covered in drawings of eyes. Green and yellow eyes all around the room. (laughs) What is going on? We don't know. Title card. Bam. Congo. Dun, dun. Cut back. It's Berkeley, California. 1995. Dr. Peter Elliott, or should I say... Mark Hamill, is sitting with Amy, the puppet monkey. I wouldn't change a goddamn thing about her from the original Congo. Here she is in full form.
0: Really quick, the puppeteering and the animatronics of Amy and the other gorillas, honestly, are really good. Like those are, are. they're very impressive. It's very impressive. Now back to hating this movie. Go.
1: He's he's sitting with Amy. Mark Hamill is here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just, and it just the the frame just freezes on Mark Hamill for a moment. He sort of winks at the camera like, yeah, I'm in this. And then Amy is, you know, she's freaking out a little bit. We don't really know why. Well, Mark Hamill's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to have her showing. You're going to do great, blah, blah, blah. The camera pans around the room. We see similar eye drawings to the ones that are in Hermecker Homolka's room. What could this mean? We don't know comes to the showing. It's a stage at the University of California at Berkeley and all the investors and professors and everyone is sitting watching Mark Hamill on stage with Amy, the gorilla. And the showing's going very well. There's a ri- wrist device strapped around her. Amy starts to speak and we hear Andy Circus's voice. <laughs> Oh, wow, this monkey can talk? Who, who would have thought? The showing's <laughs> going so well. Mark Hamill looks in the audience, and he sees a strange man named Hermeka Hermoka <gasps> sitting in the back. On the other side of the room is another man in a suit who gives Mark Hamill a dirty look. This man is Bruce Campbell. He is the surveyor for Travicom. Mark Hamill on stage says, and thanks to Travicom for their generosity in funding this amazing research. As soon as he says that, Amy looks over and sees her Hermoka, who has an eye amulet around his neck. Amy stares into deeply into the eye amulet and starts freaking out. She starts convulsing on stage. Amy, sad. Amy, sad.
2: <laughs>
1: Everybody flees in terror because who knows what a gorilla might do, chimp sized gorilla might do, when it's convulsing on stage and there's a speaking device attached to its wrist. Quick, somebody, get her a cigarette. <laughs> Somebody somebody <laughs> rushes. Just kidding. Um
0: so <laughs> oh, man.
1: This so everybody's fleeing this showing, right? The two people who stay are the surveyor, Bruce Campbell, and Hermeka Homolka. They rush the stage talking uh, and the surveyor chastises Mark Campbell. What'd you do? Why why is our asset freaking out like this? Blah 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 blah. And then Hermeka Hermolka approaches and says, Guys, don't be afraid. I No, what this could mean. Is he Dracula? In a way. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'll stop the accent. But Tim Curry, I love you. Anyway. Anyway, Tim Curry says, All right, guys, I know this seems a little scary, but trust me, I can help. I have an idea. He takes them to another office, and there's a bit of an exposition dump, as Tim Curry explains that all these eyes he's been researching, and different monkeys have been having dreams and visions and reactions to the similar eye paintings. And he says it's all tying back to the lost city of Zinch. Oh. What could that be? Well, you get it. It's a lost city, it's Zinj. Yeah. Okay. But that's all he says. And <clears throat> the company is very intrigued. Uh, More camel goes to bed to take care of Amy. She's gotten all tired, so he's wrapping her up, and the surveyor stays to talk to Hermeka Hermoka a little bit. Anyway, it's day. You realize Hermeka Hermoka has convinced them to have an expedition to find the city of Zinch, and they're going to use Amy as their sort of locator to try and find the city. They all get to a plane. They're all ready to go. Mark Hamill's there. Tim Curry's there. The surveyor's there. The boss of the surveyor is somebody named Dr. Karen Voss, instead of Ross, Laura Linney played a character called Dr. Karen Ross in the movie. I think Voss sounds cooler. Played <laughs> by, you guessed it, Uma Thurman. And Uma Thurman, okay. She's got another. She's got you know a group of like kind of bodyguards and other officials and stuff with her. But the main one that pops out to you because he's such a hunk is the enforcer played by Dolph Lundgren.
2: Ooh. Now
1: <clears throat> this group. This crew boards this plane, and they all are you know chatting, mingling. Amy has a couple of margaritas, gets a little loose, but still she's only talking to uh, to Mark Hamill over here. She's only comfortable with him. And Amy, you can tipsy. tell Uma Thurman. Amy, Amy, tipsy.
0: <laughs> Amy, oh <shit> gosh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Continue. Anyhow,
1: Uma Thurman <clears> is uh, she's she's really concerned about the company's well uh, you know well being. She's a high up executive. She does not like that Amy the asset is so attached to Mark Hamill and only wants to talk to him, and she sees that as a risk. You can tell all this just by looks. And so they land, and they're at this outpost, and they're greeted by somebody from the U.S. Embassy who happens to be Captain. Monroe Kelly, played by still Ernie Hudson. Good. And he is going to lead them to an expedition over dangerous airspace, which it's 1995, and you can tell from the making of this movie, I don't think they gave a crap about what was necessarily going on in the world or how to do this in a way that was accurate. They sort of just mm-hmm. said, Congo, it's uh, turmoil, uh, bad. Anyway, that's kind of the vibe they went with. I, As much as I want to change that about this film, I'm going to respect the fact that it's these same producers, <coughs> Kathleen Kennedy, who made this film. Sorry, Kathleen, I, I, I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> probably crapping on you a little bit, but I just have to, it's funny. Um, so they're, they're not going to change that about this film. It's still completely not PC, totally not self-aware of the fact that it's a film called Congo about a bunch of white people. Going to the Congo, it's pretty rough. <laughs>
2: find diamonds, anyhow.
1: To look for diamonds. To look for diamonds. Yeah. <clears throat> to just make it oil. It. It's just. Aye, yeah yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's that's what I'll say. Anyhow, moving on with the film because no one cares about that. <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> Monroe <laughs> Kelly, coolest dude ever. He's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna fly this plane over. Everybody gets to chatting. Amy has a couple cigarettes now. All right. Amy, <laughs> lung cancer. Anyhow, they fly over dangerous airspace, skydive drop, similar to that scene in the movie where they all skydive out of the plane and then it gets blown out of air. I thought that was sick. The pilot, I'm- interestingly enough... Oh, wait, what are you going to say about no, that? No, no, no,
0: no, say, say, say what you're going to say and then I'll say.
1: Well, the pilot in the film is actually Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. I found this out by looking at the Wikipedia page. I'm going to keep yep. that and make him even more a part of the movie. He's one of the crew now as he's falling. He's like, smart. Something, something, Margaritaville. And Amy's having another margarita (laughs) as she jumps out of the plane. And Jimmy. It all
0: ties together. It's all together.
1: (laughs) I I wonder now if they thought of the margarita thing because Jimmy Buffett was getting
0: cast in the movie. That's funny. No, No, but I want to ask about that scene where they like, all right, so there's a scene they're all flying in a plane. And then there are people on the ground who have heat-seeking missiles. I, it was that a thing that you can just shoot out of a rocket, like it's a bazooka or an RPG, and it is heat-seeking. So. Can you really do that? I think it was that? like relatively
1: close range. I don't know. I mean, but then it followed kind of like.
0: I don't know enough about military to know that, but I feel like that was such a stretch. Like I feel like only massive rockets are heat-seeking, and also. They're so expensive.
1: Oh, you mean like it like was like a could... rocket launcher-sized heat-seeking missile? Yeah, yeah, that's because seems they a they
0: extreme. just pull I out like know. a bazooka and shoot it, and it follows them. And I just don't think that that was something I was watching. And like, is that re- is that real? Is that what happened? That's just weird. But
1: Connor, to be fair, this is also a movie with diamond-powered guns,
0: <laughs> diamond-powered lasers.
2: Yeah, they, just... they take place in a a more technologically advanced. Advanced timeline.
0: Got it. Okay, my ignorance. This is alternate 1995.
1: (laughs) You said we couldn't upgrade the tech in the making of this film, but I already think it's pretty advanced. (laughs) It's pretty advanced. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty out there.
0: (laughs) Anyhow. Okay. Continue. They 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 land the plane. So they don't land the plane. My
1: bad. The plane explodes. Oh, what are you
0: gonna ask? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Keep going. It'll be answered.
1: No, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. So it gives me brownie points in this competition.
0: You're cutting the opening scene. So Bruce Campbell does not die. No, Bruce Campbell does yet, not yet. die. There is yet. no... Whatever. Spoilers.
1: Well, I don't know. I'm not going to spoil the film.
0: Yeah. So Bruce Campbell, there's no opening where like Bruce Campbell dies and all these people die. There's no cold open like that. No. You're cutting... No, the I trade possibly. that in
1: for the cold open for the... on Tim Curry's room matching with Amy's room. Quicker paced opening. Awesome. No one cares.
0: Cool. All right. So they skydive out. Where, what are they doing now? So they skydive
1: out, we get just sort of a day of them walking through the jungle, seeing their sort of dynamics together. I'm not gonna go into too many details. You can assume, okay, if it's well written, these characters are gonna have sort of interesting dynamics between them, and you get the intro, and there's sort of like, you can tell Mark Hamill kind of thinks Uma Thurman's cute, and stuff like Ooh. that, and she sort of notices that. And uh, as we go on, as night hits, Amy wakes <laughs> up in terror. She shakes Mark Hamill. Oh, oh. Amy, scared. Amy, scared. <laughs> Amy runs Mark Hamill out and he's like, What are you doing? What, what, what? And an <laughs> ape of pretty sizable size oh. is wreaking havoc on this campsite now. Amy oh. felt his presence coming. And the ape just reaches its hand inside Jimmy Buffett's larynx and freaking. Uh, and Jimmy Buffett's like, Margarita <laughs> Phil! Uh, and Jimmy Buffett just gets sprawled over the floor. <laughs> the ape comes and takes a big bite into Dolph Lundgren's arm. Ha! Ooh. Dolph Lundgren goes, ow! And then Dolph Lundgren <laughs> takes his blaster and just blows the crap out of this ape's face. Just Bam. all over its face. And it's dead. Dolph Lundgren kills it. But you can tell he's sort of like, oh, that was a weakening bite right there. Right he's there.
2: wounded, yeah. So I mean, it bit a chunk he's out wounded. of his
1: arm. It's it's beta mode, Dolph Lundgren now. No oh, more fighting wow. Apollo Creed for him. Wow, um, good twist. Yeah. good
0: twist on Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Yes. Anyhow, okay. so now Jimmy Buffett's <laughs> dead, and Dolph Lundgren can't do anything.
1: Nope. Love it. Well, yeah. I mean, he can shoot. He can shoot, but he's physically he can shoot.
0: Wounded. what arm? What arm did he get? Bit.
1: Um, his pectoral muscle. It counts as an arm because he can technically grab things his in between. Pe- so them.
0: his whole titty just got removed.
1: Um, the intersection <laughs> between the two.
0: So he got his chest ripped out. <laughs> 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 right here, a, a gorilla bit in 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 his ribs.
1: No, more like his shoulder. I'll say okay, his left shoulder.
0: Left shoulder, cool. This is what I'm, I'm going to interrogate you. You better have these answers <laughs> off, the, off the dome piece, you know? <laughs> oh, I definitely
1: <laughs> thought this far ahead. Um, the morning hits, and <laughs> Dr. Karen Voss, Uma Thurman, says to Mark Hamill, thanks for protecting me last night. And you know it's farcical. She's just saying it. It's, like, seductive. He, he protected her or whatever. Maybe there's a shot of it or, or whatever, and what have mm. you. Our, Captain Monroe comes up. To Mark Hamill, after this encounter, and he's like, You better be careful, man. You don't want to get mixed up with this company woman. I mean, it's Travicon we're talking about here. She's high up for a reason. Ooh. And Mark Hamill's sort of like, Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. So, um, the service, so they have another day where they're just kind of going through the jungle, a little more character dynamics, still ramping up some more tension, some intrigue here. Things are flushed out a little bit. Maybe there's some flirting now between Uma Thurman and Mark Hamill. And you're sort of like, ah, it gives you the vibe not like, oh, this is cutesy, it's sort of like Mark, you're kind of, a, you're kind of an idiot yeah, man right now, like you're not being smart. Um, they wake up the next day, and this is one thing I'm debating whether or not to include, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a sec, so they, they wake up the next day, and they find Bruce Campbell's body just strewn everywhere, <gasps> similar to how Jimmy Buffett was attacked. They're like, what? I thought we killed it. I thought we killed that ape. What? Anyhow,
0: not Bruce.
1: Not Bruce. I know, right? So what I'm debating... What <laughs> Eric, include, did you just
0: say zombie ape?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought. <laughs> it's, it's a zombie. Ape. Vince, it, put it in. <laughs> <laughs> Congo,
1: you know how they did those movies where it's like Hansel and Gretel and vampires? It'd be like Congo and Zinge and zombies.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking World War C, World War Congo. <laughs> World War Congo? <laughs> World
2: War Zinge.
0: World War Zinge! <laughs> World, War Zinge. <laughs> World War Zinge! There it is.
1: <laughs> WWZ. <laughs> Anyhow, that's what's going to happen by the end of the film. Just kidding.
0: Um, Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm they, debating yeah,
1: whether or not to include like a nighttime cool POV attack of Bruce Campbell beforehand. Be I good, think that would
0: be cool. A good horror you bit. You could do it either get way. Get some scares. And you it's could, Sam Raimi. You're saying Sam Raimi's directing this? Yeah. He's the master yeah. of so the scares.
1: I, I would say to include that then. Cool, but you don't really see like the ape that's doing it. It's just sort of like a cool like POV attack of death of Bruce Campbell, and they find his body. So, Jaws esque. Uh, now, now the tension is completely ramped up. Obviously, they're like, okay, we're kind of in danger. We got to find Zinj quickly, and they kind of do. Um, Amy has like some vision of the eye pointing her in a certain direction, and she says, "Amy, go this way. Amy, go this way." Listen, Amy, listen, Amy. And they go and see the city of Zinj with a gorilla statue and, and the eye at the doorway, and Amy's like, ah, ah, the eye, or whatever, uh, I don't know. And, and uh, they calm Amy down. She's okay, she's okay. They get through, like, this kind of stone door, Raiders of the Lost Ark-esque vibe, uh, get inside, and Homolka, Hermelka Homolka, is just stoked. Right now, he's like, zinge, zinge. So, it's real. I was right this whole time. <laughs> blah, and blah, blah. They get, <laughs> there's sort of like this, <laughs> this atrium area, and there's like a mini altar at it, and Hamoka spots a couple diamonds on top <clears throat> of the altar, and he's like, the diamonds. The diamonds are here. And he goes, and he grabs these diamonds, and, he, and, and Mark Hamill's like, Diamonds? What? Like we we never talked about diamonds before, because in my version, like they haven't talked about diamonds at all. It's not been mentioned. Oh, They've okay. just been saying Lost City of Zinj, right?
0: So what do they it think? Turns to Voss oh, they're and just trying. To, got it. Never mind.
1: Yeah, they think it's more for research purposes. He's like, oh, it's just cool. a discovery, and the monkey's the key to discovering it, and you know, like kind of naively, like, okay, there's no reason that they're gonna want to do this other than knowledge, the pursuit of knowledge. Got it. But then he looks at never over is. at Karen Voss, and she doesn't seem surprised at all, and he's like. What, you knew about this, and she sort of just doesn't say anything. Then Homolka grabs the diamonds, and he he just books it for the door. He starts rushing for the door, like running away with these diamonds that he has. But then the door just like seals shut, and they kind of have like flares and lights, and they're like, "Oh!" And the enforcer does not like the fact that Homolka just rushed out, and so Dolph Lundgren with his good arm just shoves Tim Curry against a wall, and he's like, Ooh. "Well, you better tell me what's going on, blah 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 blah." Right, and Uh, Hermeko Homoka is just laughing hysterically, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's too late, it's too late, it doesn't matter anyway. And Dolph Lundgren just, you know, uh, he's beating the crap out of Tim Curry. And he's like, wow. You know, Tim Curry just, you know, just takes it and is like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. And Dolph Lundgren kills him, just beats him to death right there. Ooh. So now they're searching this cavernous dark, city of Zinge, looking for the diamonds (laughs) and they come across. Amy's like, Amy, this way. Amy, this way. And they find the massive pit of diamonds that's similar to the original movie. Okay, They find it. It's like, oh my gosh. And then Mark Hamill looks over and he sees Karen Voss and the Enforcer, Dolph Lundgren, pull out their guns and there's like an opening latch in the back of the gun that they've been using, just like a normal gun this whole time. And they insert the diamond into that. And he's like, wait, what the heck? Like, why are you guys doing that? And Karen Voss just has blinders on, does not care that he's even there at this point. It's like, Mm -hmm. mission accomplished. We found the diamonds. We're going to use them on these guns. And just then, at that moment, a couple large apes (sighs) just descend on the diamonds, right? And there's still some other, like, crew people hanging around with them and soldiers and stuff. And they're the ones getting teared apart right now. None of the main characters are getting teared apart. And, um... Actually, I, I will say, no, no, none of the other main characters are getting torn apart right now. and
0: Who's getting torn Amy's apart? protecting. Who's getting torn apart? <laughs> oh, just like
1: this? the basic soldiers that they still basic have. Basic
0: dudes. Okay. All yeah, right. I'm going to say one thing real quick, Vince. I yeah. think it'd be better. This is a pitch. I'm throwing ideas. If okay, Dolph, okay. Dolph does kill Hoboken, whatever, Dolph, he does kill Tim Curry, but he kills him with the diamond gun. That's how you Ooh. know what it does cuz he's like w- I got the diamonds and maybe he does beat him up or to stop him and then they find it and he's like don't do the, use the diamonds uh, for done gone Gotcha gotcha and th- I like that too because it requ- it
1: doesn't require them to find the diamond pit before that happens because there are mm-hmm. a few diamonds that are outside that Tim Curry found so I like that I yep. I, I I'm going to take that idea and run with it Anyhow. Run with it
0: It doesn't change it it just Cool.
1: It just adds a little more, yeah, and that's when they find out. Little. I like that. And Mark Hamill's, you know, sort of like re- bu- begrudgingly following them along. And Amy's still leading them towards the diamonds. And he's like, Amy, Amy, like, no, no, maybe, like, maybe stop trying to help these guys, like. But Amy just mm-hmm. like, you know, she was she was told to do this, and so Amy's like, yep. Amy, this way, Amy, this way. God. He's Damn like, All it, right, Amy. whatever. They get there, they start loading up the guns. The apes descend, mm-hmm. and they're like shooting the apes with like the diamond guns and regular bullets. Once that like runs out of put-up, energy put-up. and stuff, and. Amy is guarding uh, Dr. Peter Elliott, Mark Hamill, to make sure that he's okay because obviously she cool. cares about him. But Dr. Peter Elliot notices that Karen Voss is in trouble, <gasps> and she's just brutally like cutting through these apes, right? Like she's the one who like doesn't care in the slightest. She's not trying to leave; she just wants to kill them and guard her diamonds. But anyhow, Mark Hamill pushes like an ape aside or like stabs it with like a pocket knife he brought or something, yeah. trying to save. Dr. Karen Voss, and Amy does not like this. You see it on her face. She is angry. Now, they kill all these apes that are descending on them, and they're just sleeping on the diamond pit, like kind of in shifts. And nightfall is going by. It's kind of loopy, kind of dreary, and somebody's like, hey, where's Dr. Elliot? And they turn over, and they see an, an altar similar to the one in the atrium over in the corner. And Mark Hamill's head has just been smashed over the top of this altar. And then you look up, camera pans up, and Amy is standing over top with, like, dark red eyes. like, oh. Amy, kill. Amy, oh. kill. <laughs> Amy, kill. And all these apes are descending down, like, Amy, kill. Amy, or Whatever they're saying. And they just start going ham on whoever's left, right?
0: And did not see that
1: coming. Plot twist, I know, right? Whoa. Captain, it hit hit different.
0: That just Uh, hit me like a freight train, dude. (laughs) Keep going. I'm I'm in it.
1: (laughs) Captain Monroe, he's like, time to go. You know, kind of in like a humorous way that he keeps his humor throughout all of this. Absolutely. And he just sort of grabs Voss. And they just start, like, booking it down a hallway. And he's running faster, and Amy's, like, after them. And she's, you know, you can tell she's been hiding it this whole time. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, Amy didn't just now all of a sudden decide to kill. She lured them there. She intended to bring them there. You can see it on her face. She's, like, guiding the other apes behind her. She's a leader of this pack. This was her death trap. So Amy is pursuing them down this hallway, and they're barely keeping a lead. Captain Monroe's in the front, like, heading back towards the door, and he notices that Karen Voss is still, like, fumbling, trying to keep the gun, trying to keep the diamonds in her hands. He's like, come on, drop them, just run faster. Like, we'll make it out of here. This, like, you know, I I noticed the latch earlier on the door. Like, I think if we press it, we'll be able to open and close it and get out of here. And he's got, as he's running, he sort of has, like, a like a, um, his remote that hasn't been working in the city of Zinge, it's starting to pick up like frequency again. And he's like, hey, hey, like drop, like my coordinates are blah, 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 or whatever. And it's kind of working. And he gets to the door and Voss is still running, still fumbling with the diamonds. She hasn't dropped them. And he he opens the latch and he just looks behind him. He sees Amy closing in and it's iffy. It's like, okay, if I keep the latch open right now, some of the apes might get through and mm-hmm. I might die and Voss didn't listen to me. And so he just closes the latch
2: Oof. and you hear, ah,
1: Amy, bleh, or whatever. And it's <laughs> Amy, just, murder. <laughs> Uma, Amy, happy. And just <laughs> Uma Thurman just gets like ripped in half. You don't Maybe you see it, I don't know. Wow. But you at least hear it through the, the other mm-hmm. side of the door and Monroe's like, oh. And then they're like, the pilot's like, uh, Captain Monroe hears a click on his radio again as he's standing outside the door. And they're like, wait, these were your coordinates? We got that right? And he just kind of looks at the city of Zinj. And he just gives it like a look like, you know what? Maybe it's best if this isn't found out. And he sort of, he sort of heads out. And he's like, he's like no, I, my mistake. My mistake It's actually 30 clicks west of here or whatever. And so he's just walking away. And he's going to get picked up somewhere else. And he's like, we'll just leave this to die. No one else can have these diamonds or this mm. this weapon. And that's it. That's the movie.
0: Gotcha. I dig it. So it's more, it's a lot more horror. It's a lot more graphic, a lot more violent. I'm digging all the character changes. Every character is like, uh, I mean, the love interest is evil. The All these people are evil. The only good one is Mark Hamlin. He gets freaking killed. That's crazy. Gatted. Amy, gat. Amy, (laughs) gat. Amy, bruh, bruh. (laughs) So I dig it. I mean, it's a good change. I think those changes are there. That's a lot of improvement. And anyone listening who has watched Congo will know that that's an improvement. I also think even the campy stuff from In Your Version, the campy stuff from the original, it works. Sam Raimi lives in camp. He doesn't make like... Astoundingly good movies, but they're charming. There's a lot of charm in them, so you embrace That's that true. it's the plot is bad itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm stoked, I, uh, Vince. I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging the movie idea. Now it's time for our main man, Eric. Eric, hit me with your idea.
2: Let's do it. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah. So. To start off with, I didn't really pick a director. I think uh, uh, Sam Raimi is a clever choice. But honestly, for my version, you could pick whoever. I think they already picked the most boring, bland director ever, so.
0: (laughs) They did. Frank Marshall did not do a great job.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, probably not all his fault. Um, Talking about cast, I'm honestly going to keep pretty much everybody the same. The only difference is I'm going to recast Elliot the worst part worst actor in the entire movie hands yep, down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely.
2: And I'm I'm not going to go with a uh like a name cuz I think like the whole point of his character at least in my version is that he's like kind of like a no name loser. Gotcha. Not a loser, I should say. Just like a just a guy. So so yeah, and and in this story he's going to be like the the uh the audience's perspective, right? So he's just kind of like this random poor dude just wanted to hang out with his monkeys. That gets roped into this huge, like, <laughs> <cool> <laughs> podcast, right? So um, to reflect that, I'm gonna pick like a no-name actor, but someone who's like more nerdy, like more of like a young Chris Lloyd type. Okay, you know? like a bit more like mad scientist-ish.
0: Bring it back to Clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love honestly Chris just re- bring
2: everyone back from Clue. <laughs>
0: Um, Right, but yeah, besides that, we're
2: still going to have Tim Curry as a Herkimer, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ernie as Monroe, and Laura Linney. Okay. Okay, yeah, so, to get right into it, right, so our film Mm -hmm. opens with, um, right away, with Elliot and Amy. We're not going to waste time with the whole, and in fact, uh, like, the whole dad character, again, worst, such a bad part of the original movie. Just cut that. It It doesn't help anything. Right, so Ellie and Amy uh, are the first people we see. They're, like, we see them, like, getting ready for this presentation that the movie starts with, and they go out, and, like, uh, Amy shows up that she can do sign language. I guess this might be a little more serious, Vince, because uh, we're removing that dumb, like, voice translator thing. It's just, okay. like, silly, because, like, we have no people that speak sign language. No
0: translator. Gotcha. No. Yeah. Amy sad. <laughs> I know. She loses <laughs> her
2: Siri voice, but...
0: <laughs> okay so no I, don't I just think translator it's, well, it's,
2: it, I think it's funny that like in that movie it's like cause like we know monkeys can use like sign language like we've known that for a long time mm-hmm. but oh like you slap a wristband on the monkey and give it like a voice and everyone's like oh oh my goodness oh it just, uh, it's just so dumb anyway so yeah so that doesn't happen uh, at the end of the presentation uh, Laura Linney comes up and um, I personally think in Congo, she kind of played a pretty flat, boring character. So yes. let's just honestly take who she played in Ozark and put him in this movie.
0: Deal, deal.
2: Perfect, right. She's like a pretty like, semi-ruthless businesswoman. She's here to get her paycheck and go She's, home, right? Yeah, so absolutely. So she rolls up. She proposes this plan to uh, Elliot. She, he's, she says look, we're, we're trying to do these like experiments, We want these specific diamonds. However, because there's like this big civil, like, w- civil war going on, uh, we're not allowed into the country except under very specific reasons. And we think we can finesse like a permit if we're like returning this monkey to its habitat, right? Like Elliot mentioned that earlier, right? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, so like we've done, now that we've done <laughs> this experiment, I think it's time for Amy to go back. Uh, blah 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 blah. We're looking for funding to get the next monkey, like sector, right? So she's like, oh, like we'd love to help you put it back, and in our return, we'll just kind of sneak in with you. He's like, fair enough, why not? You know, like that'll be fine. So gotcha. Moving quickly ahead, we don't want to spend that much time in America. They um go to the airport, mm-hmm. that's where we meet Herkimer, right? And what they have here is they have Herkimer as like the leading expert on Zinge. Right, like he kind of like portrays himself as like a like a archaeologist kind of, Mm -hmm. and like later in the movie we'll find he's not really an archaeologist. He's kind of just a freak who wants like like he is in the the original. You know, he's like this weirdo who's obsessed with zinge and he just wants diamonds. Right. (laughs) Anyway, the point is, is he can he can take them there. So they all hop on the plane. Let's keep aiming, drinking the margarita, just because it's too classic. That's too classic. (laughs) Too classic. and they're flying, blah, blah, blah. blah. All this happens. Uh, mm, I, I'm a bit torn on whether or not to include like a romantic, not like a romantic, because so yeah, in the original Congo, for those of you who haven't seen it, there's like this semi, or not even semi, there's like this romantic thread between Laura Linney and who plays? Whatever his
0: face I guess, is. I
2: honestly forgot his name, like Dylan.
0: It's, I thought it was like yeah, Sam the guy or... who plays
2: Elliot who is never in anything else ever again. Yes. Right? This was his peak. Yeah. <laughs> There's like this really just dumb relationship between them. And And I do like what Vince did with like the whole, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. It's
0: also interesting because her fiance just died and she's like, ah, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: I think I'd take that out completely.
0: Yeah, okay, deal.
2: Frankly. Yeah, so yeah, so there's no one that dies in the beginning. This is like their first time going to Zinch. Um, Cool. But yeah, so anyway, we land in Africa. Monroe meets them. There's obviously some strife going on something gets blown up at the airport we'll keep that from the original i guess um and Monroe basically says like like oh hey like you're here like good let's let's get moving because another team just came in like two days before you and he's like basically like hyping up he's like like i know you like got like security and like got all the stuff but like like they were fitted out like this is like a big group that they're they're trying to catch up to right and so, for at least the first part of this movie, especially before they get into the Congo, they're going to be, like, chasing this group, you know? Mm. And so, okay. basically, like, we're also getting through this pretty quick. Like, they'll hop on a bus. They're headed down to, like, where they're going to take off into the Congo. And then, I'm actually going to keep the scene where they get stopped by the, like, the Congolese authority. That uh, was, like, that, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that
0: scene? I remember that scene. Yeah, I Absolutely. Don't
2: love it, but we're basically going to use it sort of for exposition, right? So, like, they yep. get in. Uh, Laura Lenny's like... Yo, like I know we're kind of being duplicitous here, but here's two hundred like two hundred thousand dollars. Just go away. Like let us go through. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Well, shit. Fair enough." Um, (laughs) But he's like, "You should also know, like, this is like a war zone. Like we have, you're specifically going into territory that we can't control. Like this twenty thousand dollars is cool, but I can't promise anything. The second you take off." Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Whatever. I don't care. Like I'll just bribe them too. It's not a big deal." Got you. Right, obviously, it will be a big deal, but anyway, mm-hmm. so then they're all on the plane. this is at this point, we've gone pretty much like the same structure that we've had in the first movie, right? They're all yeah. packing up the plane, getting on the plane. They take off, and I, this is where my plot starts to deviate more from the original, right? So they take off uh <laughs> and the original it's it's so kind of silly, yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it, like uh they're like flying over the Congo, and they get to this part where like they're getting shot at by like. The rebels or they, they never, they really never explain it. They
0: never the explain it. The movie has nope.
2: no interest in the conflict at all. But they're like, oh, we're getting shot at. And apparently this was like all planned. So they all just like start parachuting out of the plane and they're like, okay, just like let the plane go. And it's like, they, it's just so dumb. It's <laughs> yeah, just that's, that's... nobody would ever do this.
0: <laughs> Let's just let anyway, so the like plane down. go.
2: <laughs> I know, yeah. Ah, uh, whatever. It's paid for, I guess. Laura Lenny's paying for it. Um, anyway, so yeah, so in this version, they get shot down semi-unexpectedly, right? They're flying over the Congo, they get shot down, they have to pull like a crash landing. It's like a whole big mess. Most people get out like alive, they all got parachutes and everything. Gotcha. But like, equipment's everywhere, it's like this whole big mess. And now they're like in enemy territory. And um, I think also the big problem, another big problem with the original is that they don't really like get like the grime of being in a forest.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, or like yeah. a jungle. So Everyone like, was like, Especially spotless. the landing
2: scene. Oh, yeah. I bring it up because, yeah, like the first scene in the jungle is probably literally filmed in California. Oh, I It would have been like a reshoot or something, but it was like filmed in a park, like a neighborhood or like, park or something. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Or a, it, it, it was either like a soundstage that they really just decked out to look beautiful or California, like a public <laughs> park.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to bet it's just a park, knowing that. But yeah, anyway, so right, so they drop in, all their stuff's like stuck in like muck and shit. They gotta like, there's gonna be a lot of people walking through mud in my version of the movie, just because like, we were just watching, um, I don't know if you're here, but we were watching a behind the scenes of filming like Planet Earth, and they were doing mm. like the behind the scenes of the one where they, they like shot a bunch of footage of orangutans, and they were okay. saying like, yeah, this is like the worst job I've ever had. This is horrible. We have to like pack up. Move like tromp through like waist deep mud, set up a camera. It just like it sounded like just the most horrible slog in the world, right? So yeah, that's what my characters are gonna be going through. Um Dope. really no time for romance when you're <laughs> waist- when you're mud slogging. In, like, <laughs> you're slogging, right. So at this point <laughs> the movie kind of just becomes more like a, like a guerrilla warfare like action movie, kind of, right? So like they're like stuck in enemy territory. Uh, they're trying to, like, chase down this other group. There's, like, the actual rebels don't want them there either. Mm-hmm. They're, like, shooting at them every once in a while. And so, like, basically, yeah. So we have, what's, like, the first conflict? Right, so, yeah, so I'm thinking the original. In the original, they land. There's kind of that montage where they're just kind of, like, going through the jungle, and it's difficult, yep. and there's, like, snakes and stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that pretty much the same, but just more mud. Um, <laughs>
0: also, they definitely killed a real snake. Do you remember that? That's just a real snake. Yeah. That is hundred. I was watching it like that's not fake. They just filmed a snake and then a so? guy cuts it in half. I'm positive it was a real snake. I, I hope Didn't it wasn't. But it people did that like you would just kill a snake.
1: No snakes that we care about were harmed in the making of this film.
0: <laughs> Got
1: it. There's
2: less snakes. Just All gorillas right. getting killed in my movie. That's better. Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> so, through the mud, through the right, and so like it comes to like this one night where they like get like they get attacked, right? So they get like fired upon from somewhere, and because it's like a big, deep, dense jungle, right? It's like mm-hmm. apparently they were like they had almost caught up to the rival group, right? So we have this kind of action scene where it's like the middle of the night, they're getting shot at, they don't really know where from, and they start hearing like more shooting from the other side, and it's just like this whole kind of like horrible mess. Everyone's Mm -hmm. shooting at everybody. No one knows what's going on. It's like a three-way conflict, sort of. And, like, at some point, like, uh, Monroe's like, like, oh, it's like, 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 the both groups are here. Like, everyone's just shooting at each other. We got to get out of here, right? And so everyone just kind of, like, dips and gets split up Mm -hmm. in the mess, right? Gotcha. So then, like, by the time the night, like, day break comes, like, we find out that Tim Curry has been separated from, uh, what's it called? Tim Curry's been separated from, like, the original group, and mm-hmm. he's getting now picked up by the competing group.
0: Okay, so not the, not the um, rebels, not the, the competing rebels, group they're against. Got it.
2: The competing corporate group, right? So they've, like, successfully killed the rebels, right? Because, like, like Monroe mentioned earlier, they're, like, seriously, like, kitted out. They got, like, a small army.
0: Got they it. They pick him oh, up. okay.
2: <laughs> and then, like, they're, like, oh, we've been kind of walking in circles you know how to get to Zinch. And he's like, Do I ever? <laughs> and right, of course, because like at this point we kinda know Herkimer's a little bit of like a, a two faced bastard. Oh yeah. Right, like we we know but right, right, so so I maybe should have mentioned this earlier. At this point it's kinda become clear that like he's not particularly interested in like archaeology. Mm-hmm. Right? Like like for example, Elliot asked him, like, Oh, so yeah, like what's the history of like this place we're going to? He's like kinda couldn't care less. He's like, Oh yeah. It was here in like a thousand years ago or something.
0: Yeah. And like, it's very
2: obvious he just wants the diamonds, you know? Yeah. At this point, he's like, hell yeah, sure, why not? And so, they go off and then now, to save costs on filming, we just have like the original three people. It's like Monroe, Laura Linney, and Christopher Lloyd. Christopher. Like, (laughs) oh, and Amy, my bad. I keep forgetting about Amy. And Amy. So they're like, well, shit, we lost our guy. And then they're like, "Oh, what well, shit! What are we gonna do?" Blah blah blah. blah. And then Elliot starts, and then Amy starts signing, and it's like, like, flapping his hands around. He's like, "What do you say, Amy?" And she's like, "Oh, I know where Zinj is, or something." Right? Because that's the whole thing. That's the whole point of the movie is the monkey
0: <laughs> knows where Amy Zinja. knows where
2: Zinj is. <laughs> Amy knows the hookup. Yeah. So anyway, so given that, right? Then both groups go and they're kind of like racing towards Zinch, right? And just because mm-hmm. of like the way things are, and like, because Monroe's a good guide, and they're just so small, the, our like protagonist group actually beats them there. Oh, okay. And then, so yeah, so, this is one thing I struggled when like planning this out is, personally, I think the most boring part of the original was this middle bit. Like, oh, after yeah. they get into Africa, like tramping through the jungle.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
2: Yeah, nothing to be honest. Yeah, like, I don't, even in my version, like, I don't know what I would do to make it more interesting. Or, mm, well actually, I, like, I, like, I have some ideas, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. I think the whole theme that I'd be going with is kind of, like, colonialism is bad. Um, very complicated, <laughs> I know, right? It's true. But, right, <laughs> true. so, like, <laughs> throughout all this, right, so they're kind of, like, following in the wake of, like, this little army kind of walking through the jungle. And, like, so they, like, Run across this village that like wasn't cooperative, and like everyone's dead. And they like to keep going, like see part of the forest like burned down, Mm. Uh, you know that sort of thing. Oh yeah, and then like they like they find like this monkey this gorilla troop that's been like just killed. Basically, like this whole army of like of like this whole corporate army just going through, just like killing everything. Like fuck it, got
0: it. That's good. That's good.
2: Colonialism is bad. (laughs) Really. (laughs) Right. Yes. So anyway, to continue that theme, right, once we get to Zinge, basically, I think I'll I'll hold back the the gorillas for a bit, because that's kind of like, like the, right, so so if you read the synopsis of Congo, here, I think I have it up. Um, (laughs) Let's see how they describe, right, so so right, Vince described or mentioned that in the original movie, The gorillas, like, have, like... They're just gorillas with sharp teeth, and they have, like, this blonde flowing hair. (laughs) They're just gorillas, right? The way that they describe... (laughs) The way... So, apparently, the way that the summary describes the way Michael Crichton wrote them... They're, like, much more, like, human. It's kind of bizarre. They're, like, oh, they're, like... It's clear they were gorillas, but, like, they've been bred to be, like, smaller, and, like, they have, like, smaller heads. It's just, like, very, like weird imagery okay so what i'm going to do that congo didn't is i'm going to keep the mystery around for a bit keep him in the shadows and i'm just like it's just i don't know just like the idea of that is just like kind of like creepy to me
0: that's really creepy like i didn't the realize I, the yeah idea of them like, being humanoid is very that's unsettling for right, sure
2: like right so like the first actually so yeah so once we get to Zinj, right let's say Zinj is like this big city both groups know the other group is in zinge. They're kind of like all being like very quiet. And like the first night is like the monkeys like testing them. Right. They're like testing. Cause like the big army, they set up like a perimeter like they do in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then yep. like, like Homoka and, and I think I'd flesh out like the characters in this big army a little more just so we have yeah. something to do with them on screen. Right. There's your bad so guy. Like they're like sitting around. Yeah. There's a the bad, there's, what was the name of the guy? Remember? There's the uh, blah, 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 blah guy. Dolph. Oh, oh. Dolph. Dolph. Oh, Dolph. Yeah, Dolph Lungren. Dolph's there or something. I don't know. <laughs> the whole point is is they're, they're sitting around the campfire. Like, they're hearing, like, these noises. And it's like, they're just, like, sussed out, right? For, like, the first time, like, this huge army's, like, what is this? Like, this is mm-hmm. weird. Like, gotcha. keep shooting, but, like, I don't know if we're hitting anything. It's creepy. And yeah. So then basically, there's this one creepy night. That night, uh, like, or excuse me, the day after, both teams start to delve into the, uh,
0: into the city, like into the into caves,
2: the, into the caves. Right. And so this is where we actually like start to see the monkeys. And the fact of the matter is, it's like, cause they are just people in suits. Mm-hmm. We need like some darkness to make it look good and creepy and like keep the vibe going. Cause if you just show them in broad daylight, they look, they're going to yeah, be like a really weird, dumb. <laughs> I know it's going to be like, and especially like if you're going with this kind of more human version, it's just going to look like this kind of, hairy, <laughs> muscly person. But, like, I i don't know. You need a... You need
0: I see it in my John mind. John
2: Carpenter or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, something spooky. hmm Anyway, so, yeah, so they're rounding around in Zinge. All this happens. Basically, um, they kind of, like, start getting picked off. Like, it's all kind of, like, leading up to, like, this big climax where they all meet in the big diamond room or the big, where the mines used to be, right? Yeah. And so, like, by this point, like, the army's starting to get picked off, and, like, they come into this room where, like, all the monkeys are, right? And so, at this point, basically, what we see is that the big army, there's, like, okay, let's start blasting. And then, in comparison, we see the protagonist group with Amy.
0: Mm-hmm. Amy
2: does her whole thing where she's, like, like, signing to the gorillas. And another, this is actually from the original book, right? The gorillas oh, okay. are more intelligent, and they do sign in a way, right? And so basically, Amy's like signing with them and they're just like, basically their whole thing is they just like, fuck off. Like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, we just don't want you here. And then so, obviously Elliot and Monroe, they have no skin in this game. They're like, okay, that's an easy choice, right? Yeah. Then Laura (laughs) the greedy corporate woman is like, no, like, we gotta go in. And so it's like, you know what? Like, take your chances. She gets ripped apart. All the army guys get ripped apart. Monroe, Amy, and uh, Elliot, they all escape, hop in their hot air balloon. There's no lasers <laughs> That's involved. right. They oh, yeah. Oh, that's another air. big thing. That's another big thing. Removed the whole laser the hot air just balloon. Done. Except when you do it, Vince.
1: Oh, th- thank you.
2: Right. So, yeah. So, again, like in the original book, they're using the diamonds for, like, semiconductors, like chips or something. Yeah. Which it's like, like, I could just, like, hear the meeting where some producer was like, no, no, that's too boring. They should be, like, using them to make a laser or something. You know, <laughs> t- just another know. So just true. another example of why that movie so down. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Michael. Cr- so yeah, so I guess to sum it up, mm, my movie's more about how colonialism is bad, which is more of a theme than the original movie had. That's um, true. And just like a more like realistic take on it, kind of like just like a grimy like gorilla warfare mm-hmm. sort of slog through a jungle. And a bunch of people die, and the moral of the story is: is stop fucking around in the Congo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So it's guerrilla warfare, literally and figuratively. Yes. Yes.
2: Ayo, ayo. <laughs> and then we can call uh, the sequel "Congo Two: Guerrilla <laughs> <laughs> Warfare."
0: <laughs> okay. So that's a much more serious take like I feel like that's more of a that's more of like a Jurassic Park it's way more serious and gritty I do like because yeah they're trudging through the freaking jungle they should be they should hate it they should hate it
2: I know they, they, uh, my whole beef was like Laura Lenny's hair is like perfect the whole it's time through. everyone always should look like perfect. shit the second after they land yep. after that mm-hmm. the makeup department just like just cover them in mud yeah, oh yeah in their face <laughs> Beat em so up. I
0: don't know. so now i gotta pick between the campy do i want the campy fun horror sam raimi style or do i want a more serious more serious take and man okay i'm gonna talk through this a little bit i'm just gonna Go through it. Vince is like really wanting to win this. I see it in his face. (laughs) Do you want to say anything, Vince? Amy, win. Amy, win. (laughs) Okay. I want you guys to plead your case. Give me a plea. And now you can attack the other person a little bit. We're going to get a little vicious here. You can attack the person, not physically, (laughs) but you can say what you want about theirs, say what you want about yours, and convince me one last time.
1: Eric, go for it. You take the reins here first.
2: Eric's first. Okay. From a production, from a producer, like, excuse me, from like an executive producer standpoint, mm-hmm. I feel like my version is safer, right? Because the, the whole reason why this book got made, or this movie got made, was because like Jurassic Park did so well. Yep. Right? So a producer be like, okay, well, I want Jurassic Park, but with monkeys, <laughs> you know? And so I think if you want another Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton's like a good author, I don't love all his stuff, but he's a good author. Yeah. And just follow what he set down. Don't change anything to be completely stupid. Yeah. And you'll have a good movie. It's true. Or a semi decent movie at least. Yeah. That being said, that being said, I probably would rather watch Vince's, to be honest.
0: It's true. All right. So Vince, what's your what's your pleading (laughs) case?
1: I actually kind of agree with Eric's take in that I think if I were an executive producer and hearing these pitched to me, I would rather go with a more gritty, like well thought out thematic film uh, that Eric has. But my take as well thought out. <laughs> well, <laughs> well thought, <laughs> as in not insane. Um, yeah. But I, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say like picking up of what. Eric meant in that mine would be more interesting to watch. I do think that's true. Like, if you take all the weird stuff that's in Congo and tweak it and tighten it and just sort of embrace it and roll with it, that's just a wild ride. I think it's really entertaining. And I mean, like, what what is Congo if you take away scenes like Tim Curry going, the diamonds, the diamonds are here.
2: <laughs> or if you remove
1: Amy's speaker Thing. like she's not Amy anymore, you know so that's it's true. just sort of like I think Amy I think gone. that this one is a goofy good time that if you do it right is still like good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what that's my pitch for mine.
0: Okay,
2: I don't know I, I don't know I can't, I can't shit talk Vince too much. I just can't do it. <laughs> no I'm honestly with him on this because like I do not think the like base idea for Congo is very strong.
0: Yeah. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> and so, like, yeah, like, like you said, like, and we, we've talked about this ourselves. We've talked about, like, how we, we didn't use any of the ideas we talked about earlier, in, like, in this episode. But, like, we've talked about it. And I think, like, the only way, or the most fun way, at least for us, to talk about it was just go off the fucking rails. Because it already is stupid. <laughs> just make it, like, extra stupid. And make it, like, aware <laughs> of itself. Y- make it, like, yeah. less racist. And you're good to go. <laughs>
1: I think Eric turned it into, like, a good movie. Like, mm-hmm. took the concept and, like, made it a polished thing. But I just don't want this movie to be good.
0: That's I true. It's, it's where,
1: where my okay. heart is set.
0: I've made and my decision.
2: I, I personally think, like, mine's a safe choice, but I'd also feel like it's boring. Like, if we turned on Congo and it was what we watched, it'd be like, I wouldn't remember it. We wouldn't be talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: i'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you guys, I think Eric, yeah, yours is a much better movie, but based on what Congo already is, so it's not like great it's a way better movie, but Vince's would just be so much more entertaining. I think even Congo now is like so bad it's good, but really dive into so bad it's good i'm I'm gonna give it to Vince, Vince, you win.
1: Thank you, and the sequel. Can be Eric's concept, saving private Amy.
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it, did Amy, oh, Thank you. Eric, in your version, did Amy stay or go? Did she get in the balloon?
2: <laughs> I guess she stayed, but man, like, who cares? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Well, that, that know, was... Man. Who was dying? Who was like, will Amy stay or will she go? We all knew. We all know she's going to stay. <laughs> I don't okay. I hate that movie so much, man. It's so, it's bad.
0: so bad. Everyone, go watch Congo. And you, This episode will be ten times funnier if you see Congo. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. If you that know, has you know. Been our first episode of Hostile Takeover. I think we might do more of these. I really like it. It was a fun time. It's pretty fun. But, but what? What time is it? Is it? Is it? Quick. Eleven thirty over here. Quick oh, take, wait. Quick takes? Quick takes? Quick takes? Quick takes? Quick takes? Eric's quick takes. so new to this. Quick takes. Quick takes. Quick takes. Everybody loves our quick takes. It's quick takes with Connor and Vince. Yeah, and Eric now. Yeah. yeah.
2: Do you do that every time?
0: Oh, yeah, we yes. do.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so this is quick takes. We give you a quick take. All we're going to do is say something we think. It could be about or a movie we really like. It could be what we had for breakfast. It could be anything. Just give us a quick take. Vince, hit us with your quick take. Eric, you can go last because I'll give you some time to think about your quick take.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Vince, you're up. Connor, your I actually want to hear
1: your, yours first. If You, if you, you, you have to hear mine first?
0: I have one. Yeah, off, I got I one to... off the dome. Cool. This one may be my most controversial. And I've had some controversial, controversial quick takes.
1: Chocolate and vanilla, you you rat bastard. <laughs>
0: okay, so the movie Encanto is extraordinarily mediocre. Yes, thank yes. you.
2: Oh, we've talked about this a lot too.
0: Okay, thank you. It's yeah. it's fine. It's like it's not awful. It's not bad by any means. It's just, the plot is so basic and nothing happens. The whole movie, nothing bad. happens. And the, the solution to their problem, I thought it was, here's what I thought. We'll rewrite in next time. <laughs> but, um, here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought Bruno like took away her powers or like stopped her because, she was destined to destroy the family and she was destined to be a villain. And he saw that and took her powers. And then she's the villain the whole time. That's what I thought it was going to be. Like she saw herself in the mirror and then things were going to happen. Like maybe she does get powers and they're terrible. They're off. Like they are, they can control people or something like that. But it was just like family matters. And I don't know. Like the solution is hug your sister. It's hug your sister. I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, it's, what? And everything could be solved if she just stopped everyone and was like, hey, I know I've been doing the wrong thing, but we need to be better as a family, and we we need to make up right now. It literally, the whole movie could have been gone in 30 minutes if she just was like, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, those cracks are real, and we just need to be better family. I don't think anyone would be like, no. (laughs) No.
2: I would. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sorry. <sighs> okay. They're like mm-hmm. Okay, this is, here here's some background for this actually. So m- my girlfriend works at a daycare. Oh. And she, like she goes and works every Friday and the kids all just want to watch Encanto. <laughs> so I think like between me and her, we've probably seen this movie upwards of 15 times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's like absurd. Wow. It's so much. Oh my lord, Eric.
0: <laughs> so what? What do you so think? yes, Give yeah, me I, your I, thought. I've
2: thought about Encanto way too, way too much, <laughs> way too much. But anyway, so yes, I have some very strong opinions on this. So I think it's a very modern Disney thing to do. What they're doing, you saw it in um, Moana too, where it's basically like, oh, like there's like problems, but like no one's really the bad guy. Oh, so clear in Encanto. That Abuela is the uh, antagonist. She just changes on a dime without any
1: repercussions.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: The Abuela. That's my problem.
0: Yeah, she she doesn't... It feels like she doesn't learn. I mean, maybe, but... No, not really. The ending just is so forced. The ending is like, oh, movie's over, by the way. And then I didn't like... I know this is me, just I love, like, Debbie Downer stuff, but I didn't like that the house's magic came back. Like the house was yeah, the oh, best totally
1: I think should've it should have
0: been I almost wanted everyone to lose their powers because then like now we're just a family and then Mirabelle doesn't Lesson get learned powers learned, she's still just like she doesn't she doesn't gain anything no one gains anything and no one loses anything in the whole movie no one gets anything and no one loses anything it's just I don't know and the movie is not bad the The songs are obviously bangers I'm not the biggest Lin-Manuel Miranda trip, fan Trip, trip. But No, songs back arms. off. I don't... Dude, this yeah. is another quick take for another day. Hamilton. I feel like oh, Lin... Don't even speak about it. Lin wrote the music so he could play Bruno. And don't tell me I'm wrong. You know Lin wanted to play Bruno. But John Leguizamo was such a better choice.
1: Oh, wait. He did... Oh, yeah. I, I was about
2: to say Lin didn't play Bruno.
0: No, he didn't. He I was actually going to say
2: my... My biggest beef with the movie is like Bruno. I think he was oh. like a wasted character a little bit.
0: Yeah. He just he shows up and then disappears. He's like, "Oh, bye.
2: Oh, yeah, well, here's like your that, fate. But See like, ya." Like they especially what, what kind of bugged me was like they built him up so much and then in the end he was kind of just like, I mean, I guess it's thematic to pick him as just like a regular dude. But yeah. Sometimes it's like it's like disappointing. You know? Also, this is a bit nitpicky, but he's kind of a shitty fortune teller.
0: <laughs> he is. Because, like, he he's has, like, a
2: wrong. 50% correct ratio, right? And, like, not even, like, right? Like, there's a the whole, like, oh, I told this fortune. And, like, no matter, like, depending on where I looked at it, like, it changed. So, like, maybe you're, like, in charge of your future. Like, first of all, it's stupid and boring. Second of all, <laughs> yeah, okay. But then he also he also foretells that, um, um... Mm, What's her name? Maribel? The
0: Dolores? Dolores.
2: Dolores. Yeah, she's like he says, "Oh, you're you're not going to meet you're not going to be with the man of your dreams." And then and, she is.
0: And then she is. Yeah, I noticed that is, too yeah. cuz he's he's wrong about everything other than the goldfish dying. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: What if he was lying? What if Bruno was telling these lies to pressure the family into changing?
2: See, that would be more interesting. That would have been better. That would have been better. And just pretended. Oh. What if he like? What if she meets him and it turns out I actually like? I have no power. I just completely pretended the whole time because I wanted to fit in so bad. Whoa! Like every that's generation, a- there's one person who just doesn't have power. Hostile, oh hostile, hostile, takeover.
0: Hostile takeover in Kanto coming next week, guys. We're here.
2: No, no, no. We gotta do. We gotta do the uh, Star Wars trilogy
1: first. We gotta
0: do the Star the Wars, Wars sequels. Oh, definitely. Okay. I think we I basically
1: like... just did a hostile takeover in Kanto. Yeah, I we think did. That was pretty solid.
0: But uh, okay, that's a that was a long quick take. Normally they're shorter than that. that Vince, you're up take. with your quick take. Let's make them quick. Let's get out of here.
1: My quick take is a quick one. Uh, Many of you may not have seen either of these shows. I unfortunately have seen one of them and then luckily have seen the other. There's a show called You on Netflix that is actually very well done. um, From ads and stuff, I didn't think I would like it, but I really do like it. You get inside this messed up person's head and you empathize with them because of the voiceover and what's going on in the show and you're doing all these comparisons and you just feel bad. About how you feel about the protagonist while you're watching, really solid show. Um, then there's a really terrible show called Emily in Paris on Netflix, and there's sort of a thing going around that the end. Spoilers for both shows. Well, not, I don't know Emily in Paris. It doesn't really have a plot, so you can't really spoil it. But spoilers <laughs> for you, season three. So if you haven't watched it and you want to, just pause it or something. I don't know. Skip. Anyway,
0: forward. Yeah.
1: This isn't... Yeah, so at the end of season three, the main character is in Paris. That's where he ends up. And he's looking for a different girl, but it would be so insane if there was a crossover show where he's now, like, obsessed with Emily in Paris, and you just take this terrible, cheesy show, Emily in Paris... I'm so sorry to Kiki's mom, who does like Emily in Paris, so I'm I'm sorry (laughs) But you take it, the cheesy show, and you just... You have... The main killer of you just wreak havoc on this terrible show. I think that'd be like, I think that'd be wow. wildly interesting, and I'd love to watch a season of that. So that's my quick take. There's not, Dang. I don't really know what there is to respond to that, but
2: I haven't asked for that. Can you make that? that Emily in Paris season three and not you season four?
1: Yeah, yeah. Keep you as a, like it's like an alternate version of you because I actually do. Okay, work. gotcha. I like you.
2: I Thank think it should have ended after the third season, but yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Quick take. Eric, you got a quick take for us?
2: I had one, I really forgot it. Just give oh, yeah. An opinion. Speaking of TV, uh, just watch the uh, season two finale of Euphoria. Are you guys. Oh, okay.
0: Up? I'm not, I haven't watched it, I don't have HBO Max.
2: Okay. Um, here's my hot take the writing is like D tier. It gets a solid, like, four from me. Bold. Like, if the cinematography and the acting wasn't so good, like, I think the cinematography, the cinematography and acting of the movie, of the show, really elevates. Like, okay, so, so let me get it straight. I really like the show. I think it's really good. But the writing is just, especially at the end of season two, is not it. Okay. But, but that being said, the cinematography and acting carries the entire show on his shoulders, mm-hmm. and like literally makes the whole thing worth it. Great show. I highly recommend. But if you like think, if you stop and think, it's like it's bad. Is this just like yeah, I'm just watching like Riverdale? Oh, <laughs> but like oh jeez, with the good cinematography, it's not as bad as Riverdale. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, doing thank it God, dirty. thank God. It'd be difficult to be that bad, but I, I don't think it's good writing at all.
0: That's. A quick take. That's a bold quick take right there. People are dying over Euphoria. They people love it. But yeah, yeah that's I, what I've heard. I haven't seen it, but I've heard like Zendaya is absolutely amazing, and then um, Sydney Sweeney is really good. All these people. I just see how good these people are, and also every shot I've seen. You're right. It looks it looks amazing.
2: Immaculate. But that yeah. that makes sense. Oh, here's, here's a micro take. Dominic Fike should not have been in it. Who's
0: that? What? Who, who, who?
2: Dominic Fike. Unfamiliar. Oh, Unfamiliar. The, the Unfamiliar. Musician.
0: Oh. I nope. Okay. Unfamiliar. Sorry.
2: No. Well, I guess. How many listeners do you guys have? Is it just <laughs> us? Like four. Like four right, at cool. this point. <laughs> well, so. Probably Vince's, Connor's parents. Dominic <laughs> Fike, <should've laughs> My parents ain't
0: gonna it. listen to this. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. All right. Wow, that's bold, Eric. <laughs> I know. That's as quick take as we suck. Okay, so this was probably the longest episode of ones removed,
1: but well worth it. Well, well worth, worth it. it. Great time. Thank you for joining us today,
2: Eric. Absolutely I had a really good time. This is fun. We
0: we got to get you on more. Cool. So I
2: really want to do Star, Star, Wars. Wars.
0: Star Wars. We got to do Star. Wars, We'll do Star Wars. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely have to play that one. All right. All right, folks. Stay frosty over there.
2: Amy, goodbye. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>